September 24th, 2022. Here in the woods, a little bit early, it's cold. Hopefully, I don't run into anyone on the trail. It's the weekend, um, but it's early. So. This morning, I'm in a lot of different spaces. Um, it's like right before I even turned on this recording, it's like, yeah, I'm in a very uplifted and also very contemplative, but also very down place simultaneously. Um, and I can feel that to be true because I just felt a wave of heat come through me. <laughs> I'm gonna take my hood down. Ooh, jeez. Look at that mess. Hmm. <laughs> Whatever. Um, me in the morning. So, I, well, okay. Try not to speak too much on logistics, but today is exciting in that the person that I'm collaborating with is coming over tonight to do some work. Um, I have a shift at my part-time job this afternoon. Hopefully I'll get out on time, maybe even early, but certainly not late. Um, and then we're going to be working this evening together. And I actually ran into them yesterday and was chatting with them. And it was funny and exciting because I hadn't yet given them my thoughts. I'm like, hey, this might help. You know, I don't know, but you know, ultimately it's your call. But these are kind of my observations from a little bit more of an outside perspective. Before I said any of that, they were already on top of it. They were saying all the things that I was going to say. So, it's just incredible how much we're on the same page. Um, and it just, I keep coming back to like this feeling of like it's faded <laughs> that we work together uh, over and over and over. I find this to be true with us that it's just, we're on the same page. We're, we have our own, you know, we're our own person, right? But there's so much overlap in terms of our style, our strategy, our vision. Um, it's just like it was meant to be. <laughs> So, I'm really excited about that. I'm a little nervous because I usually feel really exhausted after a shift. But in some ways, that might help with the nerves on my end of like, because I want to want to do the best I can, right? Um, and I know they feel that way too. But maybe it'll kind of take the edge off. <laughs> I don't have energy for nerves, right? Um, and on a completely unrelated note, because I was researching cloaks this morning. I am going to get a cloak, no matter what. I'm getting a cloak, so. Um, but I want I want a functional one. That's that's why I know I'm going to get it because I want something that'll keep me warm, you know, and uh, something that has pockets, so it's practical that way. Um, something that relatively easy to wash, um, good quality, all the things, and it looks good, you know. <laughs> you got to be stylish in my little little nook. But I was thinking about this morning. And yesterday, after I signed off the video, I was laughing at myself because throughout the day, I was like, wow, yeah, this is pretty obvious that this has always been what I've been, like, kind of drawn towards fashion-wise because, like, I was talking about, I think I was talking about yesterday, the old-school pants, right? So they're tight at the calf and bigger around the thigh area and tight at the hip. And, uh... <laughs> I'm, like, laughing because, one, the pair of sweatpants that I'm drawn to, I don't know why, but now I kind of know why, has naturally does that and growing up I always loved to pull my sweatpants up above my calf and then let it 
like loop over. <laughs> Very similar, right? Uh, aesthetic. And then I talked about the shirts, right? That I have like a modern version of the old school shirts. And that I like my hood. I There's this one sweatshirt that I love that I pull the hood up to like... It's a big hood, right? And I like to pull it up to like here, you know? But it's like bigger. Um, and I'm just like laughing because it's like... Right here. Right in my face. <laughs> um, the cloak I'm more wanting to jump on because it is getting colder. And I really do try to not have the heat on. And when I do, just to take the edge off. But I need to be warm while I'm working in the nook. So it just feels like a very practical purchase. My grandmother also suggested an idea to me for these videos about... Because I was saying, you know... Once it gets really cold, I don't know how I'm going to be able to hold the phone, even, because um, it, it gets cold. And even with me on my walks in the winter uh, and having my hands in gloves in pockets, I'm still cold. Like, usually what I, at a certain point, what I do is I end up pulling my arms inside my jacket, right? So I'm a bubble. <laughs> um, but she had said that there are gloves where they, they, they heat themselves and you charge them, right? And I was like... It's not a bad idea. <laughs> not at all. I think I'm going to do that, actually. But, you know, there's probably going to be a point in the winter or cold spells where I just check in from the nook. I do my walk by checking from the nook because there are points in the winter where I'm wearing my snow bibs, right? And it's swishing noises, right? Um, and my face, my nose in particular gets cold. I was telling my grandmother, I'm like, last winter, I was like, I want a hat for my nose. <laughs> just a hat for my nose that's all I need is my dang nose sticks out far enough that it gets its own weather pattern and uh <laughs> you know what I ended up doing was getting like a face mask and then I have a scarf when it gets really cold that I stuff up under there to create a bubble of air which is you know an insulator of course which is warmed by my own breathing but like with that I'll be all muffled right but we'll see we're gonna play this by ear I'm glad I'm thinking about this as the cold's hitting, just so that I can already have some solutions in place or decisions. And you know what? If I had to go for my walk and check in from the nook later or before or whatever, that's part of the experience. <laughs> Sorry you can't go on a walk with me. It's too damn cold. You're not missing out anything on anything. It's just frigid, hard ground. ground. <laughs> um, so, practical level uh, slash funny silly level that's where I'm at I'm also in a weird space in that I'm I've struggled with this my whole life um in many many ways more so in the recent years um where I and I've talked about this to some degree but where I, wor I worry that I'm a bad person basically for the lack of a, a more tactful way or elegant way to put it I was reflecting, I, I actually did a transcript of Unhooked in the Nook yesterday because I wanted to not have it all rushed, you know, into Monday and Tuesday to keep flexibility, to be able to, you know, work with the uh, other collaborator. Anyway, uh, and in it, um, we're talking about our truths, you know, the importance of being in your truth. And one of the things that comes up that I talk about is, you know, I, um, and I've talked about it here 
I you know, used to take pride in playing 3D chess emotionally, right? Being able to kind of see the big picture of what's going on, feel people's motivations and emotions. It never worked out um, because the only true way to live is by living your own life, right? But that's very manipulative. Uh, there's no other way to put that. It doesn't matter if my goal was, um, you know, altruistic. It, it, it doesn't matter if I was trying to protect. That's the biggest thing is a lot of people are afraid, understandably, and they don't live in their truth fully. And, and as someone who wants to fix it, which is problematic, but, you know, based in good intentions, still problematic, um, who wants to fix it, you're trying to protect everyone simultaneously, right? You want to protect identities. You want to um, protect their uh, relationship with other people that they have. You don't want to be the bearer of bad news. You don't want to um, disrupt the discomfort or the, the comfort or the <laughs> perceived not very substantial comfort that exists, right? It's an impossible task, I mean, honestly, like, there's no way you can really do that. Um, the only way things truly get fixed is in discomfort, um, and if other people aren't willing to be uncomfortable, then we get it, right? Um, but, all that being said, like I said, that's very manipulative. It doesn't matter if my goal was altruistic. It doesn't matter if I would omit things to protect people, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, and so I've just been really struggling with, you know, I don't, I work very hard not to be self-loathing because you know how one way to guarantee that you're going to be a mean person is by me being mean to yourself. Like that's a guaranteed, that's how you do it. So I, I work really hard not to be self-loathing and I always tell myself for if nothing else, if I don't even care about myself, it's to save other people. Because I know that I'll be a mean person. <sighs> Thought I heard a bike coming. Um, so I'm, I'm trying not to be self-loathing, but obviously I, I want to be a good person. Like, I've always wanted to be a good person. And the reason I say I've been struggling with this more so in the last few years, I have always felt shame and guilt and uh, a belief that I was not good, that I was dysfunctional, that I was um, a burden, that I was a just a, a messed up child. So that's always existed. But there was this period, well, not even this period, throughout all of that, simultaneously, I had this belief that I was misunderstood, which I think I was, that I was mistreated, which I think I was, that I was put in a no-win position with people with much more power than me, aka adults, which I think I was. But what happened was, is... While those existed simultaneously, it's almost like I would... It's like the cycle continues, right? So, I would feel like a bad person. Feel like I'm a screw-up. Um, 
and then it's it was about no one understanding my truth only in the last year maybe have i really understood that it's not about convincing anyone of of my truth but rather just living in my truth like that's the only thing i can do it doesn't matter what i say or do i can't convince anyone of my truth they're going to believe whatever they're going to believe based on what they see what they don't see and their own filters their own journey their own truth right um and i have found a lot of freedom in that um but i still Like, I want to be accountable for myself. I want to be truly a good person. I don't... I think that's what it is, is... In order to survive, I... I had to be a certain person for certain people at certain times, right? Um, and not in a healthy way. I'm like, well, I guess none of that sentence is healthy, right? But let's say in a really unhealthy way. And so I was never myself um and so what happened is i think through my life i began to believe that uh to be loved to be to have connection and that's like at the end of the day i think that's what we all crave maybe more than anything else is connection with other humans true authentic connection to have connection i had to be something for that person that i was trying to connect with now as I am now, I know that that's, a, that's actually a way to completely make sure that doesn't happen, right? Because if, if you're not being yourself, then who are they connecting to, right? But that's what I was taught um, inadvertently. And what I struggle with now and what I've been struggling with even in the last 24 hours and, and trying not to go into the self-loathing but be accountable but, you know, go, be growth-oriented but not be so caught up in my past that that's where I'm living because then I'm not being present then what am I doing lost my train of thought I hate when it happens basically yeah I'm just going to connect where it seems to connect for me that being taught that I just want to be a good person without seeming like I'm a good person. That's where it was. I was taught because I, in order to survive, I had to read situations and emotions and fluctuations in energy. And I was so honed in on that that I, I'm very, um, in other ways, not capable. Like, I'm awkward. Like, I've gotten the comments many times. Um, I'm very good at faking it, faking that confidence, or sometimes better at it than others. But um, I'm actually an incredibly awkward person, incredibly culturally um, and even generationally uh, tone deaf. I, it's like it's like all my energy growing up went into surviving and reading these cues and how do I uh, be what I need to be to survive. To connect right um, and there wasn't really much space to be connected truly with the people around me and I don't want to be that and especially specifically because of like this channel for example or unhooked in the nook or the project that I'm working on with this other person that you know they're coming over tonight 
Like all of those visions are about truly helping people. And I know why I'm driven so hard on this and why it's so important to me is like, it's like me saying to people, don't become me. Don't do what I did. Embrace that you were wrong. Embrace that you, your weird cape wearing, <laughs> cloak wearing, uh, self, you know, who's in the woods talking to themselves, looking around to see if any bikers or walkers are going to walk up on you, right? Like, because that is where true connection happens. Like, I feel like I have true relationships now in a way that I've never had. No one knew who I was. I didn't even know who I was, but no one knew who I was because I was trying to be something for them. So I do know, I, 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 it's like I'm struggling because I have a sincere belief that in being a good person, quote unquote, I do know that my vision and my goal and my fuel, my drive is all based out of a truly altruistic place. I do have that and I, I can rest easy in that. But I... I don't want to be manipulative. I, uh, and, and I have gotten... You know, I think anything almost takes practice. I think that you have, I at least, have to hear things many times before I hear it. I have to learn things many times before I learn it. I have to do things many times before it's a habit of doing, right? Um, but it's like a constant checking on myself of, I don't want to lose track of my authentic being and my authentic self and become inadvertently manipulative in trying to be a what is perceived as a good person or what is good in the short term but not in the long term. I try very hard to be brutally honest with myself about that, including why I'm talking about it here on this, on this uh, episode or whatever, this check-in, because, because I feel like part of what my vision is and what I'm trying so hard to bring to other people is a very raw understanding of a person, me, who has been cruel, who has been altruistically manipulative, who has been a people pleaser, who has done all of these things out of a place of survival, but not landed in a place of, of true connection and happiness and freedom, right? And it's like, you know, that way lies insanity that's like kind of what i'm trying to do by opening myself up and i'm also by being so brutally transparent trying to show to others who may be me right now or have been or whatever that there is hope that you don't have to stay in being that people pleasing altruistically manipulative um, person you don't you can be substantially good you can be sustainably good and wrong and all of the things without being self-loathing so I don't know I I struggle right I struggle and if nothing else at least this is showing that the struggle of of the mental games that that all the mixed messages that I got um and maybe other people that are watching this can discern some sort of truth for themselves. Whether about me or not, I don't really care about that part. It's more about 
discerning truth that is applicable to their own lives. I mean, for me, I know that this will help me because even just me in the future writing the transcript, let alone me in the way future watching this and reflecting and getting some thoughts on it, this is therapeutic for me, right? But I'm, I hope that even if I don't have answers, <laughs> the answer kind of is in the humanity of the gray struggle, the, the, the no perfect answer, the imperfect truth and reality of the human experience. <laughs> Hopefully this is doing something for you. I don't know, but at least it's doing something for me. So on that note, <laughs> as I say in Unhooked in the Nook, we're going to pivot, and it's not going to be a good, clean pivot here. <sighs> I'm going to not try to live in this space, you know, I mean, I want to be reflective, I want to grow, but I don't want to live and die in this fraught, shame cycle. I want, I want to be here, I'm in the woods. It's like perfect weather. I'm looking at cloaks, right? I'm going to my part-time job that is a means to an end. And after that shift, I'm going to be doing some work, exciting work, with someone that I think is extremely talented. Like, ridiculously talented. It's scary. Us together is a freaking powerhouse. That's what I'm doing. That's my day. So I want to be here. I want to grow. I want to reflect. And I don't want to, I don't want to destroy my present with the past, and I don't want to destroy my future by living in the past, because that's what will happen if I stay there. It's what will happen if you stay there, right? So I'm going to get back, do my thing, enjoy the morning that I do have, and go to my part-time, hopefully get out at a reasonable, if not early time. I spend the rest of my day doing work that I hope and believe will be powerful for others. And if nothing else, make you, make you feel entertained. Give you something to chew on, right? You'll see what I mean. I can't wait to share these things. That's the one thing. It's like, I'm like, so vague about this collaboration, blah, blah, blah. But patience, right? All right. Well, I'm done confessing my sins <laughs> for now. And uh, check in again tomorrow. I love you. I do. Bye.